Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I am your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here virtually with our guest scorekeeper, Mason Cook. How are you doing today, Mason? Hi, I'm doing great. Had a lot of good fun on the last episode, and I expect this episode to be no different. Yes. Uh, we have two very fun contestants for this episode lined up, so let's meet them. First, we have Zach. Hi, everybody. I'm Zach Fryman. I live in Washington, D.C. I am drinking a glass of water, already breaking the rules, because not only do I not own any tea, I don't own any mugs, and I don't own any kettle or teapot. Okay. Um, well, well, we'll let you stay on anyway. Um, thank you, Zach, <laughs> for being here. Uh, and we also have Brittany. Hello, hello. Um, Thank you for describing us as fun. Uh, I would also add chaotic into the mix because I'm going to actually start my introduction with the tea part. And today I actually do have tea, but today I'm drinking a matcha latte, which is as like like the the chaotic side of tea as you can possibly get. And uh, currently I am in Terrytown, New York, Woo! just like 10 minutes from Zach's hometown. So that's a really fun time. Hey. Uh, and side note, to keep track of where we are currently in the pandemic, uh, my current pandemic obsession of this current period is Wordle, the online word game that has been taking the internet by storm. I have not Wordle, succumbed to that one us. Yet. Yes, Wordle, please sponsor us. That would be great. Um, anybody, please sponsor us. Yeah. Um, that would be great. Anybody. Please, please send me money. The Pomona um, College Music Department hasn't sponsored yet. <laughs> Unfor- unfortunately, uh, both Pomona and Occidental have yet to return our calls. Uh, okay, I'll have to. I'll have to send another email to Donna. Um, well, thank you, Zach and Brittany, for being here today. As with all of our regular episodes, we'll have four rounds of questions, each with a slightly different format. And so without further ado, Mason will explain the rules for round one. All right. Round one, our first general knowledge round. Correct answers worth 10 points apiece. Each, uh, each contestant will get five questions on a wide variety of subjects. All righty, Zach, you're up first. Are you ready? My goal for this podcast is for it to be the highest rated and lowest performing of the season. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, we, I think we might be able to do that. Um, here we go. <laughs> Question one. At the 2015 Kennedy Center Honors, soul legend Aretha Franklin performed her cover of You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman, a song written by what legendary singer-songwriter? A. Carol King, B. Joni Mitchell, or C. Tori Amos? Carol King. That's correct. The performance was honored. I know it's correct. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean. Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, The performance was honoring Carol King and also marked one of Franklin's last major public performances before her death in 2018. The performance also plays during the end credits of the film Respect, a film about Franklin's life. That's true. Question two. From 1840 to 1856, the island of Zanzibar served as the capital of what Arabian country whose current capital is Muscat? Oman? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I I delayed the the option there for a second. That was my fault. A, Yemen, B, Oman, or C, Qatar. It's Oman? Yes, that's correct. Mason, can you explain this, please? So I thought I was waiting for the... Yeah, Yeah, no, um, you were right. I was right. uh, Yeah, Yeah, so... So during from the in the 16, 17, and eighteen hundreds, the Sultanate of Oman actually greatly expanded southward, 
or taking over a whole bunch of the eastern coast of Africa, and including, of course, the very famous island of Zanzibar, or which uh, eventually the Omani Sultanate it in, I believe, 1840, like somewhere around there, made the capital of the whole thing. And upon the death of the, uh, the Sultan in specifically Syed bin Sultan, I think, uh, in 1856, the, uh, the Omani Empire was so large and had a whole host of issues that the two sons of that guy just divided it in two, with um, one of them taking the Sultanate of Zanzibar, which would continue existing until the, uh, the British came to town, and the Sultanate of Oman, which continues to exist well to this day. Very good. You took the words right out of my mouth, uh, <laughs> Mason. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know me, plagiarism. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, the, thanks for the uh, brief description, Mason. Uh, question three. What is the lightest element? A, hydrogen, B, helium, or C, argon? I think it's hydrogen. That's correct. Yes. Helium okay. is second, and then argon is pretty far down the list. Question four. Which state most recently elected an independent for governor, meaning they were neither a Democrat or a Republican? A, New Mexico, B, Vermont, or C, Alaska? Alaska. That's correct. Alaskan Governor Bill Walker was elected in 2014 as an independent, defeating incumbent Republican Sean Parnell. I want it noted that I did mouth Alaska before you read the options, just saying. Okay. The, the record. Oh, the shall listeners so can't see that. The yeah. the record shall so shall so reflect. So. <laughs> and finally, question five: Which of the following countries does the United States have no outstanding border disputes with? A. Canada. B. Mexico. Or C. Haiti. Huh. Is it Mexico? That's correct. All U.S.-Mexico border disputes were resolved in 1970 by the Boundary Treaty of 1970. Uh, the U.S. and Canada have a series of border disputes, including over um, Machias Seal Island, or maybe Machias Seal Island, um, which the U.S. claims as a part of Maine and Canada claims as a part of New Brunswick. U the U.S. and Haiti disagree over Navassa Island, and the U.S. has claimed the, item the island since 1857 based on the Guano Islands Act of 1856. Haiti's claim over Navassa goes back to the Treaty of Ricewick in 1697. And Navassa, we consider a part of what territory? Um, I don't think, it, well, it, my question writer didn't specify, but I presume just a, a, another island. Regular island, regular old island. Got yeah. it. But um, neither of the islands uh, in question are inhabited. Uh, to be ah, clear okay. about Navassa Island, it is it is considered by the U.S. to be a part of the U.S. Minor Outlying Islands, which is a whole host of islands. And uh, mo in fact, ironically, there are there are eight different island groups that are part of this territory. Seven of them: Baker Island, Howell Island, Jarvis Island, Johnston Atoll, Kingman Reef, Midway, a Palmyra and Wake Island are in the Pacific, and the one island part of this territory in the Caribbean is Navassa. There you go. Learn something new every day. Yeah. Alrighty, Brittany, are you ready for your five questions? Um, Woo! Let's do it anyway. <laughs> okay. Go, Brittany. Question one. Exactly. Which of the following elements is a noble gas? A, argon, B, arsenic, or C, astenine? 
God, oh goodness. I, I, I want to say A. It's been so long since I took Gav. That's correct. It is okay. Argon. I'm pretty sure I badly butchered the name of the last element, but the answer is Argon. Question two. Isle Royale is the least visited national park in the contiguous United States, drawing an average of 18,000 visitors per year over the last 20 years. It sits near the Canadian coastline on Lake Superior in which state? A. Wisconsin, B. Ohio, or C. Michigan? Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, Wisconsin? Uh, no, it's actually in Michigan. Oh, yeah, okay. It's, but it's kind of, it's in the, it's right in the middle of the lake, kind of in between Minnesota, actually, and, uh, and Michigan. Okay. Yeah. Question three. Before Windows 7's release in 2009, Microsoft's preceding version of the Windows operating system was much maligned for its unpopularity, ugly aesthetic, and glitches that reduced functionality. What was the name of that operating system, which came out in 2007? A, Windows XP, B, Windows Vista, or C, Windows Me? Oh, goodness. Uh, Windows XP seems like something that existed with like a circle button. Was that the circle button one? Like, I couldn't tell you. All three oh, of these things golly. are actual, they're actual operating systems. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with XP. That feels like something I've seen in my lifetime and have recollection of. Well, you probably have. Um, it was released in 2001, um, but the correct answer is actually Windows Vista. Ah, okay. <laughs> uh, Windows Me was released in 2000 as the Millennium Edition. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Question four. In 2018, South Africa started allowing schools to teach what prominent Eastern Bantu language, which is primarily spoken on a namesake coast? A. Swahili, B. Chua, or C. Shona? Uh, Swahili? That's correct. Mason, where is the Swahili coast? Brief description, please. So remember how I mentioned the, that Eastern African coast Oman took over? The mm -hmm. actual term for that coast is the Swahili coast. Oh. It's a, so it's the eastern coast of Tanzania, including Zanzibar. And also, you know, there have been other historic centers like Dar es Salaam and, and Kilwa. But uh, uh, also the coast of Kenya. It goes all the way up to even in slightly the southern tip of current what's currently Somalia and the very northern part of modern-day Mozambique. Okay, thank you. And finally, question five. On February 16, 1861, President-elect Abraham Lincoln met with 11-year-old Grace Bedell, who had written to him the previous fall, advising him to do what? A, run for president, B, get a dog, or C, grow a beard oh my goodness chaos uh i like the chaos of grow a beard can that be the one please <laughs> um, that is the answer yes yes <laughs> bedell's letter of october 15 1860 says in part quote i've got four brothers and part of them will vote for you anyway but if you let your whiskers grow i will try and get the rest of them to vote for you <laughs> you would look a great deal better for your face is so thin <laughs> And it's true, he did. And he did. He did. Well, that's the end of round one. So, Mason, can you please give us a score update? Of course. So, after the end of a single round, Zach has a lead on Brittany 50 to 30, but very Ooh. much anyone's game. 
before we get to the weekly audience question, I need to issue a bit of a correction. Last week on our episode, we asked a question, what are the two letters that do not appear on the periodic table? As it turns out, there is only one letter that does not appear on the periodic table, and that is J, which was the letter that our contestant Tanner initially said, so he would have gotten the question right anyway. So fortunately, the score doesn't change. However, the letter Q appears in element number 114, Uninquadium. So there you go. And thank you to Heidi Parker Combs, who wrote in to let us know that we had gotten the question wrong. So not only is Heidi our biggest fan, but she's also our biggest watchdog. So thank you, Heidi, for keeping us honest. So our apologies about that. Okay, now it is time for the weekly audience question. Uh, if you'll recall, last week our question was, on February 6th, Queen Elizabeth II will celebrate 70 years as queen. When she ascended to the throne in 1952, who was the UK's prime minister? And the answer to that is Winston Churchill. He was on his second stint as prime minister after serving previously as prime minister during World War II from 1940 to 45. Clement Attlee and the Labour Party were in power from 45 to 51, and then the Churchill-led Conservative Party won the 1951 general election. He resigned the premiership in 1955, but remained in Parliament until 1964. Alrighty, and in keeping with the theme of Queen Elizabeth's 70-year reign, the second longest reigning current monarch in the world is Hassanal Bolkaya, the Sultan of what Southeast Asian nation. So, have a think about that. Send me your answer, and I'll announce the correct answer next week. Alrighty, and now it is time for round two. So, Mason, can you please explain the rules? Alright, so round two is our directed round. Uh, each contestant will get five questions worth 20 points each. However, uh, if they get it wrong, the opponent can bounce it back for 10. These five questions will be all on the same subject. Alrighty, Zach. Do I have are... to shout out and say I want to grab a question? Or does it automatically come to me? It are, it automatically comes to you um, if Brittany... I wanted to shout it out. Okay, <laughs> all right. No, all well, right. I mean, you can... I won't know the answer, but I just like shouting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Zach, your five questions are going to be about a, uh, a former president who was born on February 9th, which is the date that this podcast will be released. And that is the ninth president, William Henry Harrison, who was born February 9th, 1773. So, are you ready for your five questions about William Henry Harrison? Let's go. Okay. Question one. Harrison was the fifth president to be born in what state? Virginia. That's correct. Washington, Jefferson, Madison, and Monroe were before him. Harrison was also the last president to be born a British subject. Uh-huh. Question two. In what battle against Tecumseh's Confederacy in 1811 did Harrison destroy the town of Prophetstown and earn his famous nickname? The Battle of Prophecy? No. Brittany, do you know? No. Okay. This is the battle this is the Battle of Tippy Canoe. Um, and Harrison's nickname was Old Tippy Canoe. Oh. Yeah. Um, the Shawnee leader Tecumseh was building a force to oppose the United States and their territorial expansion and established his confederacy of various tribes as headquarters at Prophetstown, Indiana. Harrison, the territorial governor of Indiana at the time, defeated Tecumseh's brother, um, Tenskwatawa, in the battle, which proved a major setback for the confederacy. And Harrison was also known across the country at the time 
for making treaties in which Native Americans had to cede more and more of their land to the United States. Question three. Although he was born in Virginia, Harrison is also claimed by what Midwestern state that he represented in both the U.S. House of Representatives and the Senate? Indiana? No, not Indiana. Brittany? Illinois? Uh, no, he represented Ohio. After the War of 1812... Oh, I should know that. Yeah. Uh, after the War of 1812, Harrison moved to North Bend, Ohio, a western suburb of Cincinnati. Question okay. four. After Harrison was inaugurated in 1841, what senator from Kentucky and fellow Whig attempted to influence Harrison's cabinet appointments, to which Harrison responded, quote, You forget that I am the president. James Buchanan? Mm, no. He was a senator from Pennsylvania, I believe. Uh, Brittany, do you know? Uh, I'm just gonna take Who knows guess. all this information about William Henry Harrison? Oh my god. I have no idea about presidents in general, but it's probably worth guessing. One in 40-some, McKinley? <laughs> Uh, no, McKinley was not yet born, I don't believe. Um, this uh, this man actually never became president. Uh, this is Henry Clay, senator from Kentucky. Uh. Clay saw himself as the leader of the Whig Party and tried to exert his influence all over the place. What really upset Clay was Harrison's appointment of Daniel Webster, Clay's arch nemesis in control for the party, um, as secretary of state. And Clay himself sought the presidency several times, but never succeeded. And finally, question five. Harrison famously died 31 days after taking office, resulting in a brief constitutional crisis that resulted in what vice president succeeding him as president? Also from Virginia, I will add. Fillmore? No. Brittany? Would it be too much to ask for the first letter of the last name? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, sure, why not? We can do that. Um, T. You want to go for it, Zach, with T as your clue? All yours, Brittany. All right. Could it be Taft? No. No, Taft also not yet Liberty. born. Liberty. Um, <laughs> this is... <laughs> this I knew is... he was going to ask about 19th century presidencies as if they were somehow important. Well, <laughs> they were. They were actually very important. Um, you're not well, wrong there. You know, it's... Uh, it, it... <laughs> Because presidential history is kind of my thing, whenever a president's birthday happens to fall on an episode date, you can pretty well guarantee that I'm going to ask at least some questions about them. And it just so happens that, and I, I thought, oh, well, Zach knows history. I can give him questions about Apparently not. Person. Um, well, I definitely don't, so you're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, uh, the 10th president who succeeded William Henry Harrison was John Tyler. Tyler. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Constitution was ambiguous in dealing with the death of a sitting president. Article 2 only said that the vice president will assume the duties of president, but not necessarily become president in the death in the, in the event of the incumbent's death. Tyler, however, was confident in his claim that he was now the president and took the oath of office two days after Harrison's death. After some debate, Congress passed a resolution in May confirming that Tyler was now the president. And that precedent was followed in each successive case of a sitting president's death and was formally written into the Constitution with the 25th Amendment in 1967. So there you go. And now for something completely different. Brittany, oh, um, 
it just so happens uh, that uh, <laughs> February 9th is National Pizza Day. Okay. So I'm going to ask you five questions about pizza. Alrighty. All right, here we go. Question one. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I had William <laughs> Harrison and Brittany gets pizza. Okay, I just want to say that. You know, we, well, they, they might be tough. They might be. They might be okay. tough. And then you see. can bounce off of them because <laughs> yeah. that is likely. <laughs> Question one. Modern pizza was developed in what southern Italian city? Uh, this is this is this is a question, certainly. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know very many cities. Margarita has a good vibe to me, so that's what we're going with. Uh, no, it's not Margarita. Uh, Zach? Naples? Naples. <gasps> oh my god! Very good. It developed in the 19th century from other flatbread dishes in the city. Question two. A popular legend says that what type of pizza made with tomatoes, mozzarella, basil, salt, and olive oil is named for the queen consort of Italian king Umberto I? That's a margarita pizza. Yes, That's it correct. is. Yay. Okay. The story, go, uh, the story goes that in 1889, Umberto I and Queen Margarita visited Naples mm. and she tried three different pizzas made by famous Neapolitan pizza maker Raffaele Esposito. The one she liked is the one we now know as Margarita Pizza. Question three. A pizza quattro formaggi contains four types of what? Cheese. That's correct. Um, in this Italian pizza, mozzarella and gorgonzola are always two of the four, and the other two depended on the region in Italy. Oh my god. She gets four types of cheese, <laughs> and I get, again, <laughs> William Henry Harrison. I want to ask her, who, what president came after John Tyler? Okay, that, that should be her next question. Well, what president did come after John Tyler? Do you know, Zach? Zachary Taylor, maybe? I don't know. Mm, um, you're close. Polk? Polk. Yeah. Hey, you were off by one. You were off, off by, by, off by yeah. one. Um, and interestingly enough, Zachary Taylor's birthday fell on a Wednesday last year. And so a contestant got questions about Zachary Taylor. So yeah, fun times, uh, fun times for me getting to research all that question four: what Midwestern city is known for its deep dish pizza. Chicago. That's correct. Uh, Chicago <laughs> Zach looks not very amused, right? <laughs> Um, Chicago-style pizza is baked in a skillet that gives it its characteristic high edges and looks more along the lines of a pie than a pizza. Uh, and finally, question five. Even though most people would never order them as a topping, what forage fish is commonly associated with pizza? Forage fish? Yes. Forage fish? What does that mean? Like wild fish? I'm not sure, to be honest. Um... Okay. Let me see if I can give you a better description of what a forage fish is. <laughs> um, oh, forage fish are also called prey fish or bait fish. So just a small fish. Okay. Um, small. The, the, the mental image that came to mind of unpopular fish toppings for pizza was anchovies. That's correct. These fish are found in the Mediterranean and it was common for Italians to put them on pizza. And with the, with the influx of Italian immigrants to the U.S. in the late 19th century, they brought anchovies with them. But <laughs> since most of us didn't grow up eating the salty fish, they're not commonly found on pizzas here anymore. Well, that's the end of I round two. I was going to say sardines, so... 
I also would have gotten it wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the end of round two. So, Mason, can you please give us a score update? So, uh, Brittany really cleaning up that round, uh, getting 80 points, whereas Zach got 30. So, uh, I, I should note that uh, in Brittany's set of questions, all five of them were answered, whereas in Zach's set of questions, only one of them was answered. <laughs> yeah. Um, might have been a little unbalanced. Um, you say? Um yeah, but right now Brittany has actually gotten herself into the lead. It's now Brittany one ten, Zach eighty. So very much anyone's game. Alrighty, now it is time for round three. So Mason, can you please tell us the rules? All right, so round three is our second general knowledge round. This time, correct answers are worth thirty points. However, if you get it wrong, your opponent is able to bounce it back for fifteen. Alrighty, Zach, are you ready? I will do my best. Okay. Question one. The Mario Cuomo Bridge carries Interstate 87 and what other interstate highway across the Hudson River? 287? That's correct. The Cuomo Bridge is also known as the new Tappan Zee Bridge. The old one closed in 2017 and was demolished in 2019. And it shan't be known as the Mario Cuomo Bridge for too much longer. Yes. Yes. Question two. What country launched the first female astronaut into outer space in 1963? Russia? I mean, the Soviet Union? Yes, that's correct. Valentina Tereshkova was the first woman in space. She orbited Earth 48 times and spent nearly three days in space. After her career as a cosmonaut, she became a prominent member of the Soviet Communist Party and now serves in the Russian Duma for Vladimir Putin's party, United Russia. Boo. Yeah. Question three. Iran, Turkmenistan, Russia, and Azerbaijan border what largest inland body of water in the world? Is it the Black Sea? No, the not the Caspian that. Sea. Uh, what, wait. <laughs> what's your answer? The Caspian Sea. It is the Caspian Sea. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you're gonna I, give that one to me anyway. That's all right. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I think we can give you that. Yes. I, the Black uh, Sea. I was just thinking out loud. I didn't actually answer. I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it is you the Caspian see. Sea. Uh, it's nearly 750 miles long and averages about 200 miles in width, and it's known for its caviar and oil industries, but is threatened by pollution and other climate-related issues. Question four. Assuming that the pitch A above middle C is tuned to 440 hertz, what pitch is at 660 hertz? I told Matthew not to ask a physics of music question. That was my one request. Um, you said 440 hertz yep. for A. Yeah, so what Six is it? What for 660. So think about the ratio of the, of the two frequencies. 440 to 660. Luckily, I have a notepad. Two twenty difference. Two twenty. It's a third higher. Is it C sharp? No, Brittany. Do you know? What is the ratio piece <laughs> of this? Oh goodness! Well, like, ratio six sixty to four forty, so three halves. What? Is it not C sharp? It's not C, C sharp. No, no. Um, it's actually E. Um, you can calculate the frequency in hertz of a fifth above a pitch by multiplying it by three halves. Oh, and so 440 cool. times 1.5 is 660, which we, which, which we did learn in um, physics. <laughs> which, which was something that I probably 
did fail at previously. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a reason why we weren't very good lab partners in that well, class, because um, neither of us knew what we were doing. <laughs> yeah. Question five. The role of Tevya was originated on Broadway by what comedian and won the Tony Award, uh, who won the Tony Award for Best Actor in a Musical mm -hmm. for the role, and also won the award for playing um, Pseudolus in A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum? Um, it's, um, um, it's on the tip of my tongue. It has a Z in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot. Brittany, you can take it. No! <laughs> I, I completely lost it. Give Zach a clue. Do it. And he was such a jolly guy. Yeah. Um, and well, a drunk, I'll, I think. I'll, I'll say the fun fact um, that I had. Among other things, he also starred in the original 1967 film, The Producers, as Max um, Bialystok, the role that Nathan Lane would later originate in the Broadway musical adaptation, if that helps. I don't have it. Okay. Brittany, do you know? I don't think so. Sorry. Okay. Uh, this was Zero Mostel. It was Zero Mostel. I knew that. Ugh. Yeah. So. All right. Next time I'll get it. Okay. I'll ask you. I'll ask it again next time. Uh, already, Brittany, are you ready for your five questions? Such a unique what? name, too. Yeah. Question one. The only two secondary interstate highways in Orange County, California, are spur routes of what primary interstate highway? What? what what's a spur route? It's it's like a derivative. <laughs> a branch. Of, okay. Of a... It, yeah. Of, of a larger interstate highway. Uh, so, so these, like th th these highways, like are ones that continue up and down. Is that what you're saying? No. Um, it, th there are, there are two secondary interstate highways that are in Orange County and they're both spur routes. So they're, they're, they have similar numbering or they have a similar number to the primary interstate highway that they are derived from interesting okay Does that makes sense uh well the two the two highways in orange county that i can think of are the five and the 405 um i, I don't know how that relates to that but uh i think the oh, golly jeez um i i think the 405 continues all the way up and goes all the way down but uh i don't know a whole lot beyond that um so i'm just i don't think this is correct because you said that they're spur routes so that means that this is probably wrong but we'll go with the 405 with some jolly good vibes <laughs> Um, it's not the 405, um, Zach. Not like I've ever done driven in Orange County in my life, but the 410. Can I give a follow-up guess? Yes. It's 55. No, um, okay. the, 50, the 55 is actually a California state highway, um, versus an interstate highway. The two interstate highways in Orange County are the 405 and the 605. And they are both um, spur routes of the five. So it's Interstate 5. Oh, Liberty Gibbets. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Liberty Gibbets. Yeah. Question two. What 2001 biographical film stars Russell Crowe as John Nash, a mathematician and Nobel laureate in economics? 
I don't even know who Russell Crowe is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, you said this was a 2001 film? I think film. he's Australian. Uh, Russell Crowe is Australian, yeah. Matthew would know. Golly. This is probably going to be really... Like, I bet this is something that will be like, oh, wow, how did I not know that? But I'm just going to... I'm going to pass. Okay. Zach, Zach, do you know? Um, I'm going to say it's Nash colon the mathematician. No, uh, this is called a <laughs> this is called a beautiful mind. Oh, okay. Nash's struggles with schizophrenia and his recovery were the subject of the 1998 biographical novel of the same name by Sylvia Nasser. Um, among his legacy is the Nash Equilibrium, an important concept in economic game theory, in which the optimal outcome is reached for all players, and no one has incentive to deviate. From their chosen strategy this was like an like a film that won lots of awards wasn't it yes Did it? yeah and i believe um russell crowe won the academy award for for his role yeah uh so oh they uh beautiful mind didn't just win awards it won best picture and best actor and best supporting actress and um along with a uh, best depth screenplay those are all oscars it won two bafta awards it was nominated for a Golden Eagle. It won four Golden Globe Awards and it has and it won a Screen Actors Guild Award. I should note that uh, Russell Crowe, he didn't win the Oscar, my bad. He was nominated for an Oscar and then he won the BAFTA for Best Actor, the Golden Globe for Best Actor, and the Screen Actors Guild Award for Best Actor. There you I go. am sorry for not knowing you, Russell Crowe. <laughs> I would also like to say that my grandmother did see Zero Mustel in Fiddler on Broadway. Mm. And that just came to my mind that she told me about that. And now I, and, and then I forgot his name subsequently. So bad on me. Mm. Your grandmother would be so disappointed. Yeah, I'll have to call her. <laughs> All righty, Brittany, question three. An oft told joke in Brazil is that nobody is from the state of Acre which is separated from the rest of the country by what large geographic feature? Think South America, the, think big. The, the geography is not my strong suit. I was thinking mountains. Zach's trying to mouth the answer to you. <laughs> which I would say not necessarily in his best interest if he wants to win, but- you know. I do want to win. So isn't there a timer on Brittany? Hey! <laughs> um, Okay, I'll just, I don't even know if this is in the right continent, the Andes. Right is the right continent. Right That's continent, right. wrong feature. Um, Zach. Okay. Is it the Amazon? It's the Amazon rainforest. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Question four. In what musical film does the protagonist mark her acceptance into Harvard Law School by exclaiming, what, like it's hard? Legally Blonde, the musical. That's correct. The oh iconic team, the iconic teen film stars Reese Witherspoon as Elle Woods, and the film celebrated its 20th anniversary last year. Courtney, take your break. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, question five: What lobe of the brain controls voluntary movement, language, and decision making, among other things? This is so embarrassing. Uh, okay. Um, I can't remember. Like, HM had really sub significantly impacted language, but I can't remember where. Um, uh, Fliberty gibbets. Oh, my gosh. Uh, 
<laughs> this is so embarrassing. Oh gosh. Um. 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 Oh my gosh. This is very frustrating. Listen, I didn't know uh, what president came after William Henry Harrison, so I don't know any president, so that <laughs> is very not not different. Um. Um. Oh my golly, geez. Um. Uh. Could this is oh my gosh okay um i can't give you any hints because i don't know anything about the brain so could you give me the first letter (laughs) (laughs) i don't that's a 100 percent cheating though that has happened many other times in this podcast so this is not unusual for me so we're keeping with the trend but (laughs) yeah (laughs) starts with an f i was mostly very appropriate that it starts with f (laughs) <laughs> okay i'll go with the frontal lobe yeah that's correct yeah what the... aren't a whole lot of other things there yeah yeah how many other lobes there? are there that start with f okay we just for what it's whole... worth i was thinking like i was probably gonna say like I, I don't know i feel like there's so many things like with the prefrontal cortex was probably where i would have gone but uh this is not quite, but I didn't okay, think so language we'll was Brittany part of half, that. Half, so we'll give her a 10 on that, right? Well, this is a 30-point round. So, be, so we'll give her still a 10 sure. or a 15. I, let's, I let's go with... You can give me partial credit. I, I don't care. <laughs> or what, none credit. I'm not going to be a stickler. I'm not going to be I, I should. I should note for the folks at home, uh, there are six main lobes of the brain, and... <laughs> Of those lobes, they all the letters that they start with are F, P, O, T, L, and I. So oh, okay, so I did give her the answer. You did actually give her the answer. <laughs> okay. okay, well then let's Sorry. let's let's go with half credit. You it, can you can fine. give me none. That's fine. No, 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 no. I, give her fifteen. Give her fifteen. We'll give I don't want to. I don't want to be like causing great we dispute. We did. We did. Brittany, after all, if you give... win, I'm gonna. <laughs> We did I'm going after to all... literally do the exact same thing that I that you would do, that I will do if I win, which is. Although I will, I will say, if we give her the full credit, it would set up a one seventy one seventy tie going into the showdown. Oh my god! It's almost like the electoral college. I look. I like. I'm here for a good time, not a long time, or not a well performing time. So really, do whatever you'd like with the points. Well, let's let's say half credit because we did give Zach the first letter of John Tyler's last name. Um, okay. That wasn't my. That wasn't my that question. Was also that was your question. <laughs> that no, was it was your, your question. That was your oh, question because it was a William Henry the first oh, You didn't get it right, okay. but you know yeah. it was your question. Yeah. Okay. 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 Fifteen. She'll get fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now that we've got that figured out, uh, that's the end of round three. So, uh, Mason, can you please give us a score update? That was a fascinating round. Zach really <laughs> performed well that round, though, getting ninety points. You know, which is double. The amount of points Brittany got, she got 45 after that uh, ruling from the judge. So now that means Zach goes into the final round leading 170 to 155. All righty, now it is time for round four. So Mason, can you please explain the rules? All right, so round four, this is our showdown. Three questions, each worth 40 points. Contestants will reveal their answers at the exact same time. Okay, Zach, Brittany, are you ready? 
Yes, we are. Yeah. Okay. Question one. I fear how this one may go. On February 9th, 1825, in a contingency election, the U.S. House of Representatives elected whom as President of the United States in what became known as the Corrupt Bargain? Do we have answers, guesses? I can go first. Yeah, Zach, what's your... I will say it definitely involved John Quincy Adams, but I feel like he lost. No, I feel like he was the one who was upset afterwards. So I can't remember who won. So I'm going to go with John Quincy Adams. Okay. Brittany? I don't have a guess. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to just take a name a early president? I don't know people's names. <laughs> um, no, it's okay. I feel like I have used my supply of, can I get a clue, please? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it might have been a good strategy to latch on to Zach's answer because it was, in fact, John's Quincy Adams. Ah! Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Um, you, no, no one had won in the outright majority of the electoral votes in the 1824 presidential election. And so the House representatives held a contingency election to determine the winner. Even though Andrew Jackson won more electoral votes and popular votes than any other candidate that year, it is widely believed that Speaker of the House Henry Clay and future Senator from Kentucky Henry Clay <laughs> convinced the House to vote for Adams, who subsequently named Clay Secretary of State. Jackson won the rematch in 1828 by a wide margin. Alrighty, question two. In 1982, Alice Walker became the first African-American woman to win the Pulitzer Prize for fiction for what novel? Uh, Zach, what is your, what is your answer? I pass. Okay. I'm sorry. I feel bad, but I'm sorry to Alice Walker. Brittany? Honestly, same, but I feel like there was like, wasn't there like a, oh, golly, I'm probably wrong. That would not surprise me. Um, like a, wasn't there like a movie or something recently that came out like Madam Walker something, something? No, 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 no. That's oh, I don't know about else. that. This, this, this book has been adapted into a film. Um, and, uh, also a Broadway musical, actually. Mm -hmm. I, I, um, I made a face as I have a. I think I know this actually. It's a color purple. I was also gonna guess that after the clue. <laughs> oh yes, it's the color purple. It, I, I knew that. I knew that. Okay. <laughs> it wow. is in fact the color purple. Oh my yes. Uh, full marks to everybody. Uh, oh, the uh, nineteen eighty five film adaptation starred Whoopi Goldberg. And, and Oprah has, Winfrey. And Oprah the, Winfrey. Yes. So to be clear, nobody gets points on that. Uh, no, we'll, we'll, what? No, we no, no. Can, I mean, let's it's award. functionally uh, similar. <laughs> let's let's give them both full credit. We'll give them You're both giving full it, credit. We're gonna be generous today. Okay. Yes, we're gonna be generous. Okay. Um, I definitely guessed it. I, I did. The musical definitely helped. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Agree. That's fine. We'll give you full marks. It's all good. We get participation points. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Alrighty, and finally, question three. The legend of Sleepy Hollow, set in the New York village of the same name, is an 1820 short story written by whom? I know this. Should I say it? Should we just say it? I think we oh, both okay. do. Okay. Zach. One, two, two three. three. Washington, Washington Irving. Irving. Okay. Yay. Okay, and Matthew, it. you know this, but for our audience, I did grow up in the village of Irvington named after Washington Irving. 
which is close to Terrytown, which is the neighboring town, because Brittany is now on either side. Oh, I lived on either side of Terrytown, both yes. in Sleepy Hollow and then in, and Irving. in Irvington. Yeah, River Towns. Yep. I, for whatever reason, I didn't know that this was Washington Irving. I, I found this out last, literally last night. Um, also yeah, wrote Washington Rip Van Winkle. Uh, yes, that was that was my fun fact. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, yep. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the end of the game then. Uh, so, Mason, what's the final score? Yeah. Should also note uh, that the village of North Terrytown, which was is known as that for years and years and years, in 1996 actually changed their name officially to Sleepy Hollow, New York. Hmm. You know, even though it had been previously before North Terrytown, it was Sleepy Hollow, and then it yeah. changed to North Terrytown and then back. Yeah, it's interesting. Also, I want to I want to note one quick thing is that, uh, you know, you, you could complain about the presidential questions, but at least you didn't get an entire second round on Anna Cleese. OK, OK. We don't need to dwell on this for ah. years and years and years. <laughs> it happened. And then we had to redo the episode. So it was a moot point. I know, but Seems the like concept it. remains. <laughs> Anyway, Anyways, Mason, um, I'd like you to give us the final score as I asked several I, minutes I, ago now. I, I know. Hang on. I'm, the final I score. I think that right? seems to have, like, you know, the Anne of Cleves a bad taste, you know? All right. Sorry. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> okay. So at um, first I heard Anna Cleves and I thought it was a like a plant or something. <laughs> no. I don't know. No. Anne of Cleves, fourth wife of Henry VIII. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. The I same. know, right? The least notable wife of Henry VIII, and I got a whole second round on her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Final anyway, score, please. Was uh, she the one who died? No, she no, was she divorced. Them she actually outlived Survived. them all. Yeah, I believe. Oh, but she was. She, yeah, she was divorced within like a couple days of them getting oh. married. Yeah, but um. Anyway, so okay. Well, I do want to see it on Broadway. So. Uh, Zach, Six. Zach, you get to join a per a very exclusive club here, and that is. You got a perfect 120 on round four. So congrats on that one. Yay. Um, you know, and Brittany, you did pretty well. You got 80 on round four. So that that's a very respectable round four. Uh, though uh, the final score is Zach at 290 and Brittany at 235. And so Zach I broke is 200. Yay. Yay! Well, Zach, please tell me this does not mean I have to come back next week and defend. <laughs> well, no, no, you may not. You're not going to come back next week, next but there's week. a good chance you're going to come back much later down it, the line. You, you might have qualified for the tournament of champions. Yay, um, Zach! So, um, yeah, it, your that score would have definitely have qualified you last year. So, um, basically, I'm the Amy, a... I am the Amy Schneider of whatever this is well um, uh, that's you, not exactly you're true. still 105 points off the all-time high score so okay um, close close yeah. but not no cigar no um let well, me know though if there will be a tournament of losers for big chaos <laughs> and more extra cheating <laughs> well i i i don't think your score qualifies you for the tournament of losers Brittany. i think you did too My well last time score definitely does <laughs> so if we yeah. honor all time score history <laughs> Well, maybe we can, maybe we can, maybe... we we could, we could get something arranged, you know, a, a consolation, uh, maybe a voluntary tournament of losers or something. <laughs> oh, 
man. Okay. All right. Um, well, congratulations, Zach. You have won. Do you have anything Woo! that you would like to say? Um, I dedicate this to Alice Walker, Zero Mustel, the mathematician Nash, and all all the other names that I got wrong, including <laughs> John Tyler. Yeah, William Henry Harrison. Don't forget him. Right. Yeah. He okay. was a whole ten. He was a whole uh, ten points of your victory. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, twenty. 20, 20, 20 points. points. He 20 was a whole points. 20 points of your victory. Yeah. Well, thank you, Zach. That was beautiful. Um, that's our show for this week, folks. Thank you, Zach and Brittany, for being on the show today, as well as Mason Cook for being our scorekeeper and for composing the music. Today's yeah. questions were written by Caitlin Fick, Matthew Brown, Matthew Hauser, Lucas Hauser, Mason Cook, and yours truly. And thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. And check out our Facebook and Instagram pages at Trivia Over Tea as well as our Twitter account at Trivia Over Tea. And feel free to message us there if you have any comments or suggestions regarding the show. And tune in next week when we'll have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. Thank you. We'll see you next week. <laughs>